ready to talk fantasy football? Then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Berg. This must be what Mickey in Rocky feels like. Scott, you are Rocky. You have four fantasy playoffs. You've had a fantastic season, giving out great advice here on the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Great fantasy mind, great waiver pickups, tremendous job. And I look at your team today in one of the leagues, and you started C.J. Anderson. It, it's got to be like seeing a great player, like a Hall of Famer, like just stare at strike three. Oh, my partner, what are you listen, doing? Listen, I mean, I, we, I told you, talked to you about this. I mean, my options are limited. I'm very. This is a team where my wide receivers are loaded, uh, but my running back options, Kenyon Drake plays. Um, I think we've established that he will play. Yes, clearly. And then my other options were both happened to be in this Thursday night game, C.J. Anderson, Frank Gore, who who got banged up, and then Theo Riddick, who I don't have 100% confidence in, that's going to get the workload that he's been getting with Abdullah coming back. Even if Abdullah takes seven or eight touches away, I think that's a substantial amount for a guy like Theo Riddick. So the reason that coaching is so hard is because you know you put it in the hands of other people, right? So I'm sitting here and I'm rooting for you. It's been a fantastic year. I've enjoyed every minute doing this podcast with you. We're hoping to do this for a living, get picked up. I'm going to come back in the off season. Can't wait. But because you have me so annoyed that you started CJ Anderson, I went to the waiver wire. I went to the waiver wire in this league. Now it is not a PPR league, correct? So it is standard. So I, yes. I, I support that. I'm just going to list some names off for you, partner, okay? And then you can blow me up as you see fit because I'm just the coach here, okay? You're the one and going I, in the ring, okay? And I, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay? I will tell you that I have admitted on this show multiple times that this is also the team that at one point was 6-0 and that I said had no business being 6-0 and and I felt was going to be a first-round exit. Let's just keep that in mind as and well. And that's the team that's going to win. That's the way this works, okay? <laughs> Dion Lewis, Scott? Deion Lewis, I, I think it's, that's a again, pretty it's not, reasonable but it, guy. It, but it's not PPR, and he gets a good amount of his points catching balls, as you saw yes, in your I, dynasty. C.J. Anderson stinks. I know that. He could have 50 and 50, though. You know what? <laughs> the, the Colts just gave up 160 to LaShawn McCoy in the snow. All right. C.J. Anderson has gotten 20 and 22 carries the past couple of weeks, and now I don't know if it's good or bad, but Trevor Simeon's out. Brock Osweiler's in. And maybe he gets more carries. And if you've watched the first half, which, you know, begrudgingly I have, which I, I'm not at the moment, but I did, C.J. Anderson was pretty much on the field for most of the time. You know, Devontae Booker broke up a nice uh, scramble on a pass, I believe it was, but got called back for a penalty. But Charles has had like two snaps. Booker's, ha- Booker's had about seven, but five of them came in the last 40 seconds there uh, at the end of the half. And then it's been Anderson. Look, he's got about 50 yards at the half. It's a, one, seven, it's a 10 7 game. God, you can give me more of the way. One more but, say. Yeah. I, you are Serrano. Serrano was so impressive in Major League, but you have one weakness. I'm going to read you three names and then I'm going to shut up. Okay? Dion Lewis was one. Tariq Cohen is another. And the third one is Javorius. Oh, I'm going to read you four Javorius Allen and Kerwin Williams. Here we go. Deion Lewis, you didn't pick him. He's going against the Steelers. Tariq Cohen, you're mad about the Jordan Howard bet. You won't pick him up. Kerwin Williams, you're still mad about Andre Ellington. You're not starting Kerwin Williams. And Javorius Allen's on the Ravens. And you would rather start your dog than start a Raven in your fantasy playoffs. That's my opinion. No, your opinion's wrong. So, uh, wait, your opinion is that wrong. Listen, 
out of those four, the one that probably would have made the most sense to pick up would have been Curran Williams. And Curran Williams, I did put in a couple of DFS lineups last week, and I started them in the one ESPN league that I was a late addition to. Kind of like you and your Dynasty League. I was a late addition to my brother and his friends, <laughs> and I am in the final four in that league as well. So I'm looking to kind of be the outsider to take their money as well. Looking forward to that if that happens. <laughs> when we get but, to the fourth quarter, I'm going to read my Dynasty team who I'm going against, and we could just no, listen. I, 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 Folks, I have seen I have seen his opponent, and I'll tell you now. And I told him this in a text message. And I'll say that right now before we get to the fourth quarter. If his team that you guys will hear later on beats his opponent, I will on air give him a huge round of oh, awful, awful. I will stand up with a clap right next to the microphone. It'll go about ten seconds. It'll be directed towards him because on paper he is about a forty-four point underdog in this dynasty matchup. At least it's so. But funny. You know what? Getting back. Look, C.J. Anderson. He's got me five points right now with the non-PPR. All I need is 40 yards. Maybe I get lucky and get a touchdown, and and I can deal with it. This was a game where I thought running backs might make sense. I really I could have went Frank Gore, but my thinking was he ran about 40 times in the snow, and it's a short turnaround that Marlon Mack would get a lot more action. He's in because Gore got hurt, but other than that, he wasn't in before that. So, you know, look, tough read. That's what fantasy playoffs do to you. I almost dropped C.J. Anderson two weeks ago, and now I'm starting him in week one in the playoffs for me. So go figure. That's how it goes. All right, Rock. Let's go to the first quarter. All right, Scott. First quarter. This is a big one. It's week 15. Fantasy playoffs. Put up or shut up time. I'm just going to read you some news and notes here. Give me your top of the head reaction. Here we go. Adrian Peterson wasn't seen at the open portion of practice today. He's likely to miss his third straight game. They're at Washington. Kerwin Williams, Scott, he's an RB2, three, flex. What do you got? I think he could be an RB2. I mean, with no Peterson, is DJ Foster getting 10 carries? Is Elijah Penny getting eight carries? No. Kerwin Williams, as long as the game allows it, is getting 20 carries. Minimum. So, to me, Kerwin Williams is an RB2. Leonard Fournette did not practice Thursday. You could have picked up TJ Yeldon also, by the way. Uh, Fournette sat out when named five PPR backs <laughs> in a non-PPR league. Let's remember that. Fournette sat out Wednesday's practice. He didn't practice Thursday. Are we concerned? Chris Ivory, TJ Yeldon, they're playing the Texans. They're home, but Texans are good against the run. I feel like we've had this question about three or four weeks in a row now with Leonard Fournette. I'd be concerned tomorrow if he doesn't practice or very limited i'm sure he'll get out there and play i think he'll be out there enough to where he can produce and i think he will limit the production of an ivory or a yeldon if this game gets out of hand then it's a different story but i would say as long as he gets on the field tomorrow in some sort of fashion that if you have Fournette, you need to send them out there Let's get to the good stuff. Tyrod Taylor practiced in full, Scott. Uh, <laughs> Coach, uh, hey, Coach Sean McDermott has said that Taylor is the starter. Uh, playing Miami at home, somebody starting him in Dynasty? What do you think about Tyrod Taylor? So, so, so it's kind of it's kind of like the, you know, the last episode he asked me. I mean, Tyrod Taylor is healthy, so sunrises in the east or whatever it might be. He should be uh, starting. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. McDermott. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is your best quarterback, so when he's healthy, he should be out there. Listen. Dynasty, chop it up. You're ready to go. Tyra Taylor could be a serviceable dynasty quarterback. I'm not necessarily sure. I'm going to say he's in every, uh, you know, a season long playoff quarterback for you this week. But dynasty wise, with your options, hey, you know what? He's better than Jake Ruddock. Let's match up, my friend. 
Tyrod Taylor home Dolphins, Philip Rivers at Kansas City. I don't even think it's a question there, my friend, Philip Rivers. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, Tevin Coleman, Scott, for the Falcons. Dan Quinn said that he was still in the concussion protocol. This is not a good sign. They do play on Monday. Okay, so they play Monday in Tampa Bay as an extra day, but uh, fire up Devontae Freeman, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a matchup like this on the road against a weak defense of a team you should beat. Probably play it safe with Coleman. He probably doesn't play. You have Taron Ward, who in you know is a serviceable second or third down, uh, third down back if need be. If you need to give Freeman a blow, so for me, I wouldn't expect Coleman to play. If he's if he's still in protocol and you got this matchup, you just coming off a win, you're still in pretty good shape. I wouldn't be surprised if Coleman plays, which means Freeman is a full go. Roulette wheel of running backs for the New York Jets. Elijah McGuire, because of his ankle, did not practice Thursday. Matt Forte was sidelined at Thursday's practice. He was a game-time call last week, did pretty well. Uh, just give me expectations. Bilal Powell? I, Forte? Anybody? I don't, think any, I don't think any of these running backs are uh, playable because the Drew Brees game is happening Monday. The game will, the game will be out of hand. Bryce Petty's getting knocked around. Uh, I feel for the Jets. I respect what they've done, but none of those running backs are playable. I mean, if you have to play one, the only one that is playable, I believe, is Forte because of his dual ability to Cu- catch and run. couple here, Scott, you don't have to comment on. just want to tell the listeners. Devin Funches upgraded to full Thursday's practice for the Panthers. LaShawn McCoy upgraded to full. Uh, Amari Cooper, Scott, is expected to miss Week 15. That's home against the Cowboys. If you hypothetically had Michael Crabtree in Dynasty, what are your expectations? I think Crabtree should be well. <laughs> Cooper hurts me in my league uh, being out. You know, Now he has me uh, scrambling, looking for a third wide receiver. I had Ted Ginn. I did drop him to pick up Juju Smith-Schuster, who you dropped a couple weeks ago before the suspension, but he's also questionable. So I went through that waiver wire list, and I found a sneaky play I think might merit some value. Uh, and that would be Randall Cobb with uh, Aaron Rodgers coming back. Possibly Cobb, maybe. Oh, here we go with the Rodgers. I can't start I, the Rodgers. I'm not now. saying Jordy. Now, listen, I need a third wide receiver. So you tell me, uh, Martavis Bryant, a questionable Juju Smith-Schuster, or Randall Cobb? <sighs> That's tough. So, <laughs> is, I mean, it PPR, is it PPR? Is it PPR? It's PPR. It's, it's my Yahoo League, which you were in. God, why do I want to say Martavis Bryant? What the hell is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Yeah, I, I know you want to because you because <laughs> you think Belichick is going to take try to take away Brown. I put that t- a Twitter poll out. We'll have it at the end. Yeah, put that today. So who, who, who's the play in DFS? I don't know Brown or Bell. Yeah, my opinion is you think Brown will be the guy he tries to take out. I told you I thought it would be Bell, but I, I think that Brown that, if I were him, I trust Brown. So that's why he gives you the option of Brian. But if Juju's not healthy, or if he is healthy, then Brian becomes. Null and void, but then Brian could take away from Juju because he's been involved more. So it's it's a tough call. I mean, I'm I, you know I was hoping Cooper would be healthy and good to go. He's not. So luckily I got Keenan Allen, so maybe he can make up points for both of them. Game of the century. We'll get to that a little bit. Uh, a couple more, Scott. Joe Mixon returned to practice. Giovanni Bernard is sidelined, so that's something to certainly think about. I think Mixon, if you have him, you certainly have to play him. Uh, uh, the Bengals this week, they are at Minnesota. That should be a tough role, uh, a tough, tough spot, but it certainly wasn't last week for Jonathan Stewart with his three touchdowns. Uh, Jarek McKinnon was full practice, Scott, and we got a couple more. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't practice on Thursday because of a toe. I, I don't think we should be concerned, right? 
No, I mean, you shouldn't. Hopkins is Hopkins, but I, I am starting to come around to think that this might be the game where he gets contained against this Jacksonville defense, but we'll see how that goes. Jimmy Graham ankle did not practice on Thursday. I think this is part of his management, rep management, basically. I'm reading from Roto World right here. Uh, didn't have a good game last week, certainly, but he should be okay. Uh, interested here. We'll get this later, but give me your insight. Mohamed Sanu, Scott, limited in Thursday's practice at Tampa. Where do you put Mohamed Sanu? He's a wide receiver, too, for me. Um, I think Mohamed Sanu has a chance to really be productive. I think we know Tevin Coleman, too. That allows Sanu to get involved a little bit more as well uh, in the passing game because, you know, Coleman's the guy that catches passes and is another dual threat, so one less threat. Sanu gets more action. I like Mohamed Sanu. Mohamed. He'll be a wide receiver, too. Mohamed Sanu at Tampa. Robbie Anderson at New Orleans. Uh, Robbie Anderson's in trouble now. Um, I I actually like Brace Petty a little bit. I think if he got some time and some action, he might be able to develop a little bit. But right now, the Saints are are on a mission, in my opinion. Like I said, I think this is one of those you like to call mog games. Uh, it's going to be tough for Robbie Anderson, I think. And he's going to get Lattimore, most likely, correct? So I would say Sanu. Here comes Scott in two seconds, by the way. He's going to say, wow, this is a good one. Watch this. Mohamed Sanu at Tampa. Jamison Crowder, Arizona. It is a good one. Um, <laughs> and there's actually a part could of me. Could be Peterson. That, could be Peterson. There's a, but there's a part of me for some odd reason that I think Peterson might go to Dotson because of the deep threat oh, ability. Crowder's going to eat. But if that's the case, then Crowder eats. Remember, Ryan Grant's questionable, so I might you know, raise Dotson's value up. I will take Sanu over Crowder. Last one, Mohamed Sanu at Tampa, Stefan Diggs. The great Stefan Diggs, by the way. He's a Hall of Fame wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, home Cincinnati. Yeah, we're gonna stick with Mohamed Sanu. Wow, uh, I, like we are. I like that. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm da- I don't. I don't think Cincinnati shows up, and no, it's not my AFC North bias. It's a fact that never I don't is. Care anymore. I don't. The think only they guy care who can determine when he's biased, Scott. You Burke. know, you know, they don't care. You know, they don't care anymore either. So, but it's it's feeling up there, and that could be a, that could be a running back game up in uh, Minnesota. So, Mohamed Sanu, I, I like Mohamed Sanu a lot uh, this week. It's a very good spot for him. And let's talk maybe 690 in a touchdown. How does that work for Sanu? Yeah, sure. It would work well. And uh, finish it up here for me. Mike Wallace, Scott, expects to play Week 15 against the Browns at Cleveland. Mike Wallace, expectations? Mike Wallace will be the second uh, – number, uh, the number two receiver on that team against the Browns. The number one will be the tight end, Benjamin Watson. He won't go off oh, in this game. Oh, you're about, listen, man, don't start with Ben Watson. Ben I almost Watson. didn't win last. Don't even start with Ben Benjamin Watson. Benjamin Watson. And I get a tight end bonus if I play him. Don't even start. Oh, my Benjamin God. Benjamin Watson. I'm playing him you over Danny Woodhead. First. PPR. Ben. I'm playing Watson with a 1.5 per reception premium over Danny Woodhead. Eight for ninety-one against Cleveland. I may, okay, I may that's buy what he that, did. I want to buy a mimosa at that breakfast. Stink. If you're right about that, Ugh. Danny Woodhead. I mean, listen, there's too much in front of Woodhead. I know you love Woodhead. I know Gettys. One well, of those my team is not. But I you know my team is not great. I'm mean, no, really struggling not, here. <laughs> I like Watson in this game. I really do. I mean, the Browns are not that good against tight ends. The, you know, if Wallace and Matt Macklin's been dead, Wallace has been hit or miss. You don't trust Chris Moore. I mean, the, the running backs, Collins has been good. I give Alex Collins a lot of credit. I'm sure Seattle wishes they still had Alex Collins right now. Uh, Mike Davis, though, two weeks in a row has done pretty well. He's healthy this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, Mike Davis. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so Benjamin Watson is set up here for a very, very nice game against the Browns. I'm not going to say 8 for 91 like he did there, but look for a very similar line. Uh, he's my tight end to play in my latest piece. I've The writing's back. If they're it's a little good hiatus, to hear. It's good to hear. Little one, Those kids stop today. the writing, don't they? Don't they? Yeah, it's they good. take a little time <laughs> off, um, but... Good to go. The writing's up. Fifteen Week 15 DraftKings targets. A last word on ProFootball.com. Check Very that nice. out. Yes. Benjamin Watson. 
is a tight end play for me this week. All right, second quarter, NFC home games, folks. All right, NFC home games, Scott. Uh, you just told me you have breaking news. I don't know what this is. This will be exciting. Do have breaking news, and it is of the NFC variety. We just mentioned this guy a few minutes ago. Cardinals running back Adrian Peterson has been placed on season-ending IR. Ah. He is out for the rest of the year. Ah. So, Kerwin Williams, you are a full go to be the lead back in Arizona. Yeah, I got Andre. I got Adrian Peterson in my dynasty league, too. Could have played him. All right. <laughs> Boy, it's just keep on coming. All right. Scott, NFC home games after the breaking news. The Chicago Bears, the Enigma, which is the Chicago Bears, travel to Detroit. This is Saturday night. Detroit needs the game badly. They're still in the playoff hunt. Who knows what's going to happen with the Bears? Break it down for us. Yeah, listen, Chicago Bears, not much there on the offensive side other than Jordan Howard. So, listen, Jordan Howard, you send them out there as you would on a weekly basis. Um, I was very impressed with Mitch Trubisky last week, but at this point in the game of the fantasy league, he is not worth the risk on the on the road. But Jordan Howard most certainly is. Tariq Cohen will probably be involved. I don't know if it's going to be enough uh, to make a difference for your fantasy teams. One of the reasons why I did not pick him up in that non-PPR league. Um, and then from the receiver side, listen, Kendall Wright had a nice showing last week. Ten for about a buck ten, I think it was. Could he get something similar? Maybe. Will he get the attention of a Darius Slay? Possibly. Does he even warrant the Darius Slay attention? We don't know. But... Kendall Wright maybe could sneak in there as a as a high wide receiver three for you if you need be. Scott Brock uh, Osweiler just hit Cody Latimer for a twenty two yard touchdown, and CJ Anderson's at seventy three yards. Things are going your way already. Look at CJ, and there's no fractional points in this game, so we need to get to eighty to get to eight points. So we got seven points when we should have seven points. Bone of contention so for my partner there. <laughs> Listen, if he gets me to ten in a, in this non PPR league for my options, I think it was a success. Horrific decision. Well, whatever. Yeah, sometimes they work out. Listen, you want to know what's a horrific decision? Possibly putting DeMarco Murray in my DraftKings lineup this week. That might be a horrific decision. No, horrific, horrific decision is – and by the way, I've cooled on it, Scott. The big blue, you know, I said I was going to win the title because Carson Wentz is dead. So that would have killed everything. That would have killed yes. But a horrific decision is starting Jay Cutler against you over Carson yeah, Wentz. Yeah, that is a bad decision. That's one we'll talk about for years to come. <laughs> Bear side, listen, Adam Shaheen, I don't know. I mean, listen, a couple of weeks oh, now. Come on, a, stop. A couple of catches. Yeah, no, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. <laughs> uh, Jordan Howard's really the only guy you're looking at in the Bears. Again, maybe Tariq Cohen in the deep PPR league, possibly, but that's it. Go to the Lions side. I like Matt Stafford this week at home. Lions are trying to stay alive, so they got to win this game. The Bears have been very tough. They played some hard games. They got a couple of big wins. Crushed Cincinnati. They've beaten the Steelers. Should have beat the Falcons. So the Bears try. You got to give them that. They do give you an effort. Let's, let's the- test the depth of your take lock. Matt Stafford, home Chicago. Dak Prescott at Oakland. Uh, Dak Prescott. Oh, ah, you just you just pretty much shut me up. I, I don't have any other argument. Please continue. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> Go back to the running back situation. Amir Abdullah looks like he's going to be back on the fold. So that does hurt Theo Riddick, who's given you some nice production the past couple weeks as the lead guy. I know Tion Green took a couple away two weeks ago. But if Abdullah wasn't there, I would have said Riddick would have been a solid play. And honestly, if Abdullah wasn't playing, he probably would have been the starter for me this week in that league. But with Abdullah back, it hurts Riddick. It puts Riddick in a low RB2 situation. And I don't really trust Abdullah enough to play him, but it's just enough, he's there enough to hurt Riddick. Wide receivers, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, a couple of guys looking to produce big numbers for fantasy players all around. I like Golden Tate this week. I think Marvin Jones will be all right as a mid-wide receiver, too. I think Golden Tate can flirt with a low wide receiver one status this week, so that will be my take on that. And, yes, I do, believe it or not, 
like Eric Ebron a little bit this week. So you can put Eric Ebron definitely as a top 12 tight end. If you have him, no other options, feel free to play him. And I believe the Lion defense would be a sneaky play if you are in a situation where your defense is playing a tough matchup, uh, you know, playing a big offensive team. I think the Lions are a very sneaky defensive play this week at home as well. Well, Scott, in case you didn't know, I actually finished eighth out of 140 experts last week in wide receiver rankings. I was eighth. So since you brought this up, let's take a look at it. Golden Tate, Scott, home against Chicago, Mike Evans, home Atlanta. I really want to say Mike Evans. I really, really do, but I won't. Golden that is Tate. the correct answer. Very good. Very, very good. Uh, Golden Tate, home Chicago, Michael Crabtree, home Dallas. No, Omari Cooper opens the door for Michael Crabtree. Uh, could be a big spot for him. Unfortunately, the only team I still have him in didn't make the playoffs. But Michael Crabtree could be looking at a good day. So Michael Crabtree it is. One one more. Marvin Jones, home Chicago. Devin Funches, home Green Bay. Funches. Okay. Great. So that's where I am with that. Second game, NFC. Cincinnati travels to Minnesota. Uh, the Bengals, do they have any life? Do they offer anything of value to fantasy players? How about the Vikings at home? Is it a Latavius Murray game? If you were to predict this game script, which back is the guy to, to own and play this week in Minnesota? Yeah, I don't think Burfick's playing. He's questionable. If he does, he's going to be banged up. The Vikings are upset. They lost last week on the road to Carolina. They have come home after three games. I'm calling this a MOG game. I think they're going to get after Andy Dalton. He's been serviceable, 21 touchdowns and nine interceptions this year. That's as good as you're going to get from Andy Dalton, except for that one year where he got hurt, Scott. He was like the number two quarterback when he went out. But that was a mirage. Joe Mixon is back. I would not play Joe Mixon at all. I don't think against his Viking defense. I know they were they were they gave it up last week, but he's injured. I wouldn't go there. AJ Green. What would I do with AJ Green? Let's play a game, Scott. Where is A.J. Green in my rankings this week? It's Xavier Rhodes. Sometimes Xavier Rhodes is good. Sometimes Xavier Rhodes is bad. Where did I put A.J. Green? Talk to me. What do you think? You put A.J. Green as your 14th wide receiver oh, this week. so good. 17. Very good. Hey, you know I, what? I was going to say 18. <laughs> it's very it really good. was. Well, t- here, tell me if I'm nuts. A.J. Green, Alshon Jeffrey at the Giants. Uh, it's, it's Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. A.J. Green, Mike Evans, Atlanta. Yeah, Mike Evans should not produce A.J. Green. I, I mean, I'll, I could even save you this. I, A.J. Green, again, is sitting behind Allen, Thomas, yeah. and Hopkins in so, the yeah. big boot league. So. so I'm with you. So I, I, I you know, I've debated the Hopkins thing. You know, Jalen Ramsey is worrying me just a bit with T.J. Yates, I got to say. Yeah, that's fair. That's so fair. Uh, it, it's it's really tough to sit Hopkins there. <laughs> that's it for, for uh, Cincinnati. Go over to Minnesota. They're home. I think it's a Murray game, Scott. I don't think it's McKinnon game. I think McKinnon is game script dependent. If the Vikings are ahead, it's Murray, two yards, three yards. Cedric Benson, if you will, Scott. There's a name from the past. So I think it's a Murray game. I would probably sit McKinnon. The receivers, you know my thoughts on Diggs here. (laughs) Okay. I think you have to put Adam Thielen ahead of Diggs. Where do I have Adam Thielen this week, Scott? Adam Thielen most certainly cracks your top 10. He does. And he would be your number Six. Well, oh, that's here. impressive. I mean, that we're just locked in, partner. That is very, very good. I have Adam Thielen as my number six receiver. Well done. Uh, Stefan Diggs, fine. I have him at 24. Uh, probably move him up a little bit. Uh, would you go Stefan Diggs, Scott, against Cincinnati or Josh Gordon, home Baltimore? Ooh, that's a tough one right there. Um, I'm with I'm with you on the overhype on Diggs. Um, the Ravens, 
Ravens up until last week were playing very well defensively, but they are not facing the Steeler offense, so oh, it's a tough one. <laughs> but I do I'm gonna stick with Gordon because you know Kaiser has really too. just yes. been firing away. I you know, I know too. he only had three catches, but the targets are there, and you know Gordon's trying to do everything he can to make up for two and a half years of lost time. So yeah, Josh Gordon. One more, and then I'm done with this game. Stefan Diggs, Jordy Nelson. <laughs> Woo! Stefan Diggs. <laughs> That's how I got it. I got Nelson 25. Very good, partner. Very good. Moving on. Well, Jets versus the Saints. I think probably you and I, we got seven playoff leagues, right? I mean, we would have picked the Saints up in six. Saints defense. I know. I know. I <laughs> we did. Uh, <laughs> I did. I tried, tried to get the Ravens defense in one of the leagues, but I was uh, uh, waiver wire blocked by Cousin Jerry, who's in the finals <laughs> of the one league with me as well. And he's actually playing me this week. And he's sitting the Ravens defense just despite he must have knew what I was looking to do. But yeah, the same defense is a uh, is a play everywhere you want to play them. DFS, draft, fan duel, season long, it doesn't matter. It doesn't the same defense is a big time play yeah, I got this him week. In, I got him in the Yahoo, the last word on sport, Yahoo League and the last word on sport, uh, NFL League. Very disappointed, Scott. Last year, I did win the Scott Fishbowl satellite in order to get into Scott Fishbowl. This year, not a strong showing, Scott. Very mediocre, like five and seven in the Scott Fishbowl. I had the Saints defense there, but unfortunately. Which I attempted to get into was not extended an invite. Maybe next year, though. Yeah, next year. Uh, you're going to win your two titles this year. They'll let you in. But break down for us the Jets and the Saints. Uh, look, like I said a couple times, I really respect what the Jets have done. The McCown injury hurts because, you know, he was, despite being Josh McCown, leading this offense in a very nice way. He's gotten Robbie Anderson to emerge. Jermaine Curse revived from the dead. And the running backs, you know, serviceable, but they're they both, you know, they take they take an action away from each other. So really from an offensive standpoint, like I said earlier, you know, if you had to, Matt Forte is the running back to play, but don't expect nothing more than low RB2 value there. But if you have no choice, so be it. Austin Safarian Jenkins could possibly be the beneficiary of a Bryce Petty here, only because you may be some checkdowns and need to just get some chunks as they go. Yeah, I really like what Robbie Anderson has done. I mean, it's you know for what he's done, it's really tough to tell you to put him on your bench. But if you do have other options, I think you want to go that way. He's going to draw Lattimore. It's a tough spot for Petty to start his first game this season on the road in New Orleans against a team that's hungry, looking to keep going forward. So really, from a Jets standpoint, there's really not much else there. So Forte, if you had to, and, and Safari and Jenkins also, if you had to. Uh, from the Saints side, this is it. This is the Drew Brees game. Um, I know you know, my piece has been out on Reddit, and I've been already told that I'm an idiot, that this is not the Drew Brees game. They're going to run all over the place. <laughs> on the contrary, my friends on Reddit, this is the Drew Brees. Chuck it up. We have 24, 28 points in the first quarter. I bet you that uh, in the first half, there'll be three touchdown passes from Brees, and then maybe they will go to the ground. Um, I think the Saints are really going to put it on the Jets here to really just kind of get one of these coast games. And if I'm wrong, so be it. But I think you're looking at a very big 280 to 300, two to three touchdowns for Drew Brees. It's the game Drew Brees owners have been waiting for. Uh, the running backs, you got to put them both out there anyway. It doesn't matter. Kamara's healthy, so he's going to play. Ingram's going to play. They're both still you know, RB1s until proven otherwise. Uh, the health seems to be fine with Kamara as well as Ingram. Wide receivers, Michael Thomas has been red hot, so send him out there. Let him keep putting up numbers for you. Um, As far as the other ones, you know, I had Ted Ginn for a couple weeks. I actually had him for a long time in the Yahoo League. It did drop him this week. Consistency the past three to four weeks has not been there. He spreads the ball around a little. Brandon Coleman's getting some looks and so forth. Even Tommy Lee Lewis got a couple targets. So Michael Thomas is your safe bet. He'll spread the ball around, but Michael Thomas will be the guy. I put Ted Ginn as a wide receiver three, and that really it from the Saints side. And again, the Saint defense load up on the Saints defense. Where's Drew Brees for me this week? Drew Brees is number 
Three. Oh, wow. Uh, two. So I got him ahead of Roethlisberger. Would you put him behind Roethlisberger? Well, who's one? Brady. Brady. I, I may Brady's have to change that. I may have to change that. But so I, right I, now you have Brady, Ben. Brady, right Brady, Brady, Brady Breeze, Ben. Breeze, Ben. Yeah. Listen, I don't think you can go wrong anyway with those three. And, you know, I, Ben and Brady are going to throw all night. Uh, and Breeze, I like you said, I think it's a game. So I think, you know, any one of that combination would be fine. I, I, I'm sure you'll get some flack if you put Breeze in the one spot. But – then again, that would be uh, zigging when other people zag, right? So, and you know, I love to do that. All right. I know you do, my friend. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think you can go wrong there. Anyway, I think that was a very good uh, consensus top three this week. All right. Let's go to the Meadowlands. The Eagles now with Nick Foles at the helm. It seems to be a ton of confidence in Philly that Nick Foles can get the job done. This team is very talented. They're loaded, you know, in all these other positions. So if Nick Foles does not become Blake Bortles of the past two or three years. I think the Eagles are going to be okay. The Giants playing out the string at this point, looking for their quarterback of the future. Fantasy impact from this game. Does Nick Foles hurt wide receivers? Does he hurt Jeffrey? Does he hurt Ertz? Does he help the running backs? Talk to us. People got to relax with Nick Foles. I got him as my QB 15. I think he's good, but not great. Very two touchdowns, two interceptions-ish. As far as the running backs, I do like Ajayi this week. I think this is going to be a heavy Ajayi game. I think they're going to try to get him the ball, control the pace, limit Nick Foles' mistakes. Alshon Jeffrey, you fire up. Nelson Aguilar, you fire up. Over on the Giants side, I have no interest anywhere. Evan Ingram, I guess, if you had to. Where would you put Evan Ingram this week, Scott? Let's see where I got him. Evan Ingram this week, gosh. Eight? I got him 10 right now. Would you would you have done Jack Doyle or Evan Ingram? Uh, I, As Brock Osweiler you know, Dem- hits Dem- Jeff Hewerman for a 54-yard touchdown, 2013 Denver. And can I get the C.J. Anderson update? <laughs> 70, 73 still, 73. Still 73. Yeah, yeah. No, well, now you're going to hand him the rock. Close this game out. So you would, um, would you put Ingram ahead of Doyle? I had Doyle ahead of Ingram. Uh, Pre-Hewerman, uh, probably would, I probably would have <laughs> put them right in the same area. Um, you know, listen, Thursday's tough again, and we know that. And, yeah, I know I'm the idiot that played Anderson and so forth, but – Doyle came off a big game. Denver's been pretty bad against tight ends. So, you know, listen, it could have went either way. Ingram's really the only guy man he could throw the ball to other than Shepard. So eh, you're, you're about right where you're at. Zach Ertz, you got to play him. I don't know how he'll do, Scott. I mean, I got him five. I mean, he's going to play, so I think I got to put him up there. But I would temper expectations. That's pretty much for this game. I mean, I think it's a, it's a rivalry game. Eagles should be okay. Be careful with Nick Foles. Don't rate him too high. Outside of that, everybody else, normal plays. So Jay Ajayi? Yeah, I like JJ. Let's see where I more, got him. More uh, carries this week than he's been getting? I, I think you have to. I don't think it's a blunt game, okay? And I know Clement's there out of the backfield, but I think they're going to want to actually run. Clement is not a running back, per se, like an every downs back, but a Jai he is. Uh, where would I put a Jai he this week? Does he crack your top 12? I got him 14. Okay. Jay Ajayi Scott or Lamar Miller at Jacksonville? Not Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi Christian McCaffrey, Green Bay? Uh, Christian McCaffrey. J.J. Kenyon Drake? Kenyon Drake. Careful with that at Buffalo. Are you sure? I am. I got a Jai ahead of him. Uh, Jordan Howard at Detroit. J.J.? Jordan Howard. All right. Uh, so we're around the right area. Uh, J.J. Alex Collins? Ooh, Alex Collins could have a field day against the Browns. Um, Alex Collins. I got him a little higher than you. Okay. Next game, Arizona, Washington. Uh, Blaine Gabbert comes on the road here at Washington against Kirk Cousins. Against Jamison Crowder. Vernon Davis is playing because Jordan Reed isn't playing in case anybody is shocked by that information. Larry Fitzgerald. What do you got, Scott? Arizona, Washington. Blaine Gabbard only in a dynasty league, my friend. Um, <laughs> Where do you think I got him? 
<laughs> Where do you have it? Blaine Gabbert. Go ahead. Give it a shot. You have Blaine Gabbert as number 13. I got him 18. Ready for this, Scott? Blaine Gabbert or Marcus Mariota? <laughs> I can't believe I'm asking this. <laughs> Look at you, huh? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I have to still say Mario. All right. I, you know, I'm going to move him up. I'm going to put I'm gonna put Gabbert 16. 16. Uh, you know, good for Blaine Gabbert. Get, gets <laughs> almost at the top. Uh, he actually is in the top 50%. Right behind Foles. Right behind Foles, Scott. Right yeah, Foles right or Gabbert? Foles. Foles or Gabbert, if you had to pick. I probably. The fact you even think it, it means it's, it's good. I, I, I'd probably take Foles. All right. Yeah. You know, I'm not a huge Nick Foles guy. He's just got more weapons, uh, you know. So, uh, listen, so Blake Gabbard only in Dynasty. <laughs> Kurt, William, Kurt Williams becomes a play now with A.J. Peterson out for the year and, you know, the other running backs being, you know, subpar. So, Kurt Williams definitely can sneak into that mid-RB2 status for you if you need be. He's going to be able to catch passes, also going to be able to run the ball and get the touches you're looking for. Larry Fitzgerald, yes, you know, because Larry Fitzgerald is, you know, the only guy that catches passes uh, for the Cardinals. We know the other wide receivers are no good. I started thinking about you, Ricky Seals-Jones, from the other night, and I might be able to see a Ricky Seals-Jones um, effort here, a decent effort. Um, so he could be a serviceable tight end play if need be. I believe he's actually in my piece as well this week as a tight end. So look for Ricky Seals-Jones. So maybe a 5-6 catch guy. You know, the yardage may be 40, 50, 60 yards, but you never know. He could get one in the end zone. Um, and that's really it from an Arizona standpoint. You know, the, the Redskins – I don't know how to get a read on this game with the Redskins because they go to L.A., they get killed on the road, basically finishes their season up. Now they come home against a Cardinal team that's been pretty, you know, listen, they had a nice couple wins at home, but they've been blitzed on the road multiple times. They're just not good overall. You know, do they show up or do the Eagles, now just, uh, the Redskins just play out the strength? I mean, Kirk Cousins, I would tell you, in a normal, in a normal week is definitely a playable quarterback. I'll still put him in the top 12. I, I would think you have Cousins in your top 12. Um, that's oh, where I, I do. Let's see where I, I do have him in my top yeah. 12. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I got him right at 12, Scott. Yeah, so Kirk like, Cousins, Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's I got him right behind. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, I would say that Kirk Cousins, that's right where he should be. Listen, I mean, 250, two touchdowns, maybe an interception, probably what you're looking at. I mean, that could be serviceable if you need to play him there. Um, if you had another option, I'd go another route. The running back situation, Samaji Piran, he's not Tim Hightower of two years ago. Unfortunately, he's just not doing enough. No, Kenyon Drake okay. is. Yes, Kenyon Drake is for sure, as long <laughs> as he keeps it up. I need him to keep it up for two more weeks. Week 17, I don't care. But the next two weeks, Kenyon Drake, keep rolling. Uh, Piran, he's an RB2, mid to high RB2. Samaji Piran, Alex Collins. Alex Collins. Samaji Piran, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, as long as he gets the bulk of the touches. Samaj P. Ryan, Joe Mixon. No, nah, nah, Joe Mixon next year. Okay. So um, that's that. Wide receivers, look, I, you know, I agreed with your thoughts on Crowder earlier in the year that he would be, you know, a big time getting a, you know, a chance. I, I didn't think he'd be the number one wide receiver, <laughs> but I did think he would be the number one wide receiver on I his get own it right. team. I said lead the league in receptions. Okay, let's get <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, you know, how's that, how's that working out? <laughs> How, how many behind Antonio Brown? Is 130. Look at that. So Crowder, yeah, he he has the ability. It depends on where Peterson lines up. So it's a tough one to read. For some reason, I think Peterson might match up with Dotson a little bit. I could be dead wrong on this, but that's just a feeling I have. But if, if Crowder doesn't get Peterman, Peterson, then Crowder will sneak into that low wide receiver one hybrid. Receiver two status, Dotson. 
I'm going to tell you to sit Dotson this week. I know he has a big playability, but I think Dotson's a sit. Uh, and then really, Ryan Grant's out, so really only usually those guys. Vernon Davis probably is a good option. Probably a top eight tight end is Vernon Davis this week at home against the Cardinals. And that's about it. I know your DFS lineup you gave us the other day, the Redskins were your defense. It's a sneaky play. It could be a good play at home. It's just a matter of if they show up to play this game. And it's one of those, it's kind of like the Bengals I have. You know, it's a feeling that I know they're at home, so it's a little different, but you know, they're, the playoff hopes are done. You would think Cousins wants to show up because he wants his contract, but does the rest of the team show up? So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Okay. Uh, you get the game. So you get to talk about Mr. Rogers You're returning damn right I do. to the neighborhood, my friend. It's not the friendly f- confines of Lambeau Field, but he will go into Carolina against a team that has proven me wrong. So I will say that. I was down on Carolina. I didn't think they were that good, but they have done enough to prove me wrong that they are better than I expected. So Aaron Rodgers goes to Carolina. He's back. Packer fans and NFL experts all around are saying, well, if they get in, they're going to the Super Bowl. Ease up, folks. That's my opinion. How about yours? If they get in, they're going to be very dangerous in an NFC now that's wide open. I have no problem with that. My issue is that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and start lighting up bombs all over Carolina. Scott, pretty much my followers are two groups. Either they love me or they hate me. My my comment that those that think Jordy Nelson is coming back as a wide receiver one are the same people who, when Tiger Woods shoots a 68 in the opening round of a four-round golf tournament, say Tiger's back. Basically, I'm calling them idiots. Okay, So that was sent to Old Takes Exposed. Now, I remember the last tweet of mine that was sent to Old Takes Exposed was when Corey Coleman will have more fantasy points than Josh Gordon. And I got I like that. 59, 60 th- things flooding my Twitter box. I was off by one week, Scott, because Corey Coleman had more fantasy points than Josh Gordon the next week, which was last week. I think you got to temper expectations here with Jordy Nelson. This was a guy, Scott, who was averaging 70 yards, 72 yards per game in the first five weeks of the year when Aaron Rodgers was slinging it all over the place. Well, it's the touchdowns. Yes, I know it's the touchdowns, but he's on the road at Carolina. Yeah, but they have a terrible secondary, but they have a good front seven. And the way to stop the pass rush is not just to have a good secondary. It's also to, to uh, stop the pass is not only to have a good secondary, have a good pass rush, which Carolina does. I think that that um, Aaron Rodgers is very 272-2 and two in this game. I would not start uh, Jordy Nelson over Devontae Adams. I think he is a wide receiver three, possibly low end wide receiver two. That's where I have him ranked. I think you have to take it easy. I also think that all those people that think Jamal Williams is an automatic start are fools. Here's why. Jamal Williams is a plotter. He's not fast. He doesn't have burst. Carolina stuffs the run. The type of running back that is going to be effective against Carolina is going to be Aaron Jones. And I know that Aaron Jones hasn't played, but I would start Aaron Jones over Jamal Williams. People are like, well, he's had 130 yards every week. That's great, folks. And you got to zig when other people zag. That's why last week I put Deshaun Kaiser in my top 12 and I was right on the money and nailed him at 11. I'm telling Jamal you, Williams or DeMarco Murray? Uh, uh, I'll take DeMarco Murray. I don't okay. like Jamal Williams this week because here's what's going to happen, Scott. And I got people all over Twitter killing me for this. What are you talking about, man? Have you seen the box score? Yeah, jackass. I've seen the box score. I'm doing the damn rankings here for the last four months while you're sitting around all of a sudden walking in the fantasy playoffs and all of a sudden you become the second coming of the Elias Sports Bureau. Okay? I know the box score. My point is they loved Aaron Jones. They feel Aaron Jones is a three down back. Jamal Williams got the job because Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones got hurt. And this week, his one-two dive into the line ain't going to work against Luke Keekley on his 
seek and destroy mission. So it's going to start with Jamal Williams. He's going to get eight rushes, Scott, for 11 yards, and here's going to come Aaron Jones, and that's going to be the end of Jamal Williams. If you start him, you are begging for a one-yard dive touchdown. That is it. As far as Carolina, Cam Newton, if you had to, because of the scrambling, Devin Funches is probably the safest start on the team. Be careful with Jonathan Stewart. I like Christian McCaffrey to bounce back. There's your rundown on Pack Carolina. Outstanding. Love Christian McCaffrey this week. Absolutely love him. Next one, Tennessee at San Francisco. Oh, sorry. No, next one, Rams at Seattle. Huge game here to determine the playoffs. Are the Rams for real? They should have beat Seattle Saw the first time at home, but Cooper Cup dropped a pass. Is he going to catch it this time? Yeah, I think he's going to catch it. I think the big question here is, and you know, I asked it last week, and he proved me wrong, Todd Gurley's only bad game of the season, if you look at it, um, was against the Seahawks. So can Todd Gurley produced this week against the Seahawks in Seattle. He got shut down in L.A. when he played uh, the Seahawks, and it's really his only bad game if you look at the stat line. So he needs to be able to break through on the Seattle defense. I think he can, and I think he will because he's been just raging hot. So as long as he does, I think the Rams have a big shot here. Um, Listen, we know Seattle's not what they used to be at home. Jared Goff, normally on the road, it's not a play, and I'm going to stick with the fact that he's probably not a play this week on the road. Tough spot. He can give you maybe 220. He might throw a couple of picks. If he gets two touchdowns to offset that, so be it. But listen, temper your expectations with Jared Goff this week. Todd Gurley, send him out there. Let him let let him run through the Seattle defense. Let him prove that that was you know, just a fluke, one bad game. And then 102 hand- yards for C.J. Anderson rushing. That is what I am talking about. We are at 10 <laughs> points, my friend. Sometimes you just got to say when others don't zag, especially when you would zag. <laughs> I still uh, like Deion Lewis. Good. Yeah, well, you know, Deion Lowe's got a score now at this point to make up 10 points. Just remember that. 50 and 50. 50 and 50. Come on. Not happening. Not happening. When's the last time Deion Lowe's ran for 50 yards? Uh, Anyway. Against against the Steelers secondary, I'm not really worried about him not catching passes. Yeah. (laughs) This is true, but there are 14 running backs. Joe Hayden's back. I know Joe Hayden's back. I know. know. Anyway. It's the game of the year. We're excited. Let's wait till we get to the game of the year. I know. It's the game of the year. It's your love to bash the Steelers. I may pick them this week, by the way. I know. I may pick them. You might. You might. Just a zig when I zag, right? <laughs> anyway, Robert Woods might be back, right? That's the word on the street. So I, I think Robert Woods hurts Watkins. You think it hurts Cup. I still think Cooper Cup can sneak into that low wide receiver one status. Definitely hide wide receiver two. I'd put the other two in the mid to low uh, wide receiver two category. They're, they're, they they definitely produce uh, tight ends. No interest from the Ram side. Uh, Russ going to be Russ at home. He'll probably be under pressure again like he has been all year long. Russell Wilson, I believe, is a top 12 quarterback for sure. I'm going to guess for you, Russell Wilson is number five. That would be my guess on your rankings. Oh, let's see. Very good. Uh, He's six, Scott. Very good. I actually put him six. I have right now Brady, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Newton, Rivers, Wilson, but that could change. That could change. Not on the site yet, so subject to change. But, yeah, Wilson, I think, will be fine. Uh, the running back, look, I know Mike Davis has produced well, but let's ease up, folks. It's Mike Davis. He was cut by the 49ers not once but twice. Um, 60-something yards is what he's been averaging, 70 yards. He could produce. If he breaks off a touchdown, then he makes himself worthwhile. I just don't trust it. I don't think there's there's enough of a sample size. And the Rams aren't exactly great against the run, but I just think you got to ease expectations on Mike Davis. Um, are we looking for the Doug Baldwin game? It's been a little while since Doug Baldwin's really stepped it up. And I think Doug Baldwin will step it up this week. I think Doug Baldwin's a uh, top 12 wide receiver. The other two, Richardson and Lockett, I would put Richardson ahead of Lockett. I think just consistently year out, he's been more involved than Tyler Lockett has. And Jimmy Graham, will you come to play this week? You didn't last week. 
I know he's become red zone dependent. You Jim, know, I'm, Jimmy I, Graham, Eric Ebron, Eric Ebron. That's insane. Yeah, that's the way I like it. So, <laughs> yeah, but look, Jimmy Graham, you have him. I'm sure you have. You don't have a different, a better option than Jimmy Graham on your roster if you own Jimmy Graham. So you got to put him out there. But listen, we've seen it time and time again in Seattle that he's just you know had one really big game and disappeared for two or three. So just be careful with Jimmy Graham. I'd lay off the defenses in this game. I know Seattle at home, but I think the Rams will put up some points as long as Gurley produces. So defenses maybe I would stay away from. And really, when you look at it, that's about it. So I expect Todd Gurley to recover and bounce back from that one bad game he had against Seattle and make amends this week. Now we will get to Tennessee at San Francisco. Marcus Mariota, does he show up? Can he produce? And how about our boy Jimmy G? Fantasy relevance this week? This is a frisky game. The The book on this game, Scott, is going to be that the Niners are going to beat the Titans and that the Titans stink. Okay? That is the bare minimum Jimmy G, right? Here's my problem with that. I still believe in Marcus Mariota. I know he's been terrible. He's been hurt. I understand that. I don't believe in DeMarco Murray. Okay, so finally we've come off the bandwagon after 50 weeks. But I'm not so sure I'm ready to just pencil in a Tennessee team that is going to probably make the playoffs for a loss at San Francisco. I'm not sure about this one. I think Mariota is going to be halfway decent. I don't have him super high. Uh, but I don't know how good Jimmy G is going to be either. So I think this is a very tricky game. I have Jimmy G right now at 11. I put him down Bef- at 11. And before you tell me Mariota's ranking, Mariota or Winston? Oh, Mariota. I don't like really? Winston. Yes, and here okay. and that's why I moved Mariota up a little bit. Uh, I also moved Blaine Gabbard up, by the way, in case you're curious, Scott, because I don't trust Winston. Winston is, is Cam Newton without the running. And you know what that means, man? It means you got to get volume. And okay. Atlanta has done a very good job against opposing quarterbacks. They have not. I don't believe it. I don't know how many fantasy quarterbacks had 300 yards passing against Atlanta. Not many this year, if any. All right. Ma- Mariota or Kirk Cousins? Cousins. Okay. I like Cousins at home. And Mariota's okay. on the road. But I think this is a sneaky, tough game. I would absolutely 100% start Rashard Matthews. People don't give Rashard Matthews respect. I don't know what the problem is. I think he is an absolute Rashard Matthews wide receiver one. I'm not even concerned about it. The experts have him ranked as wide receiver 40. I got him right ahead of Tyreek Hill. You know, maybe it's not an average player thing. Maybe it's just a Tennessee Titan thing. It could be. It could be. But like, Scott, he's been the best receiver. And the the, the experts have Corey Davis ahead of him. Guys, enough with Corey Davis. Okay. That's a little little (laughs) upset. Give me a break. It's Rashard Matthews. I like that. Now, on the other side, I think Jimmy G is a solid play. He's a high-end QB2. He's in that area. I think he's going to be pretty good. I still like Carlos Hyde, although worthy of notes, got Carlos Hyde receptions with Jimmy Garoppolo, zero last week. I think that's worth noting, but I think Carlos Hyde should be pretty solid against Tennessee. Delaney Walker, of course, is probably the best play all around. So I don't want to tip my hand where I'm going with the picks, but I don't know if we're just ready to say that all of a sudden San Francisco's dominating. Not sure about that. No, I, I, obviously I get that, but at this point they're playing to win games now because they've got their quarterback. So I agree with you. I don't think they're uh, world beaters by any stretch, but I just Tennessee is just really – they haven't shown me enough, you know. That's just that's my opinion. But we'll see how that rolls. Wrap it up for us, partner. Atlanta, Tampa Bay, big game on Monday night. Very big game for Atlanta. Tampa Bay just playing out the string. Um, you know, listen, Jameis Winston. We'll start there. 
I probably have him a little higher than you do. I'd probably put him ahead of Mariota, but that's just that's just me. Um, I could see 270 from a Winston. He's probably going to throw an interception. He may throw two. But if Mike Evans wants to play this week, he'll draw a couple touchdown passes as well. So Winston is a sneaky play. Could offer you something there. Uh, the running back situation, again, we t- I talked about slept last episode. Doug Martin's back, but Peyton Barber's getting carries. And when Peyton Barber's getting carries, it's really going to hurt Doug Martin owners. And I just don't think you can trust Barber. So for me, the running backs of Tampa Bay are a stay away. Wide receivers, you know, I want to see Mike Evans put up a game for somebody. At least, you know, give somebody, give a Mike Evans owner something to enjoy for this 2017 fantasy season because he just hasn't done it. I just don't know if it's going to happen here. He may get like six, seven catches. But I just don't think we're going to see what we expected. So Michael Evans, for me, is a wide receiver, too. You know, outside of that, Feast or Famine, Jackson, I'll pass. I won't even attempt to tell you if it's Feast or Famine. to see how that plays out. No Adam Humphreys for me. And then the tight ends. Again, O.J. Howard had his game. Cameron Brate's been non-existent for a little bit, but then it could be Cameron Brate. So, again, for me, another stay away. If you have another option, avoid the Tampa Bay tight ends because that one's too frisky, as you would say, to predict. Atlanta, Matt Ryan. On the road, uh, at home, on the road. I'm sorry, Matt Ryan at home on the road should have a pretty decent game here against a Tampa Bay secondary that's no good. The Tampa Matt, Bay defense itself is no good. Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers. Okay. Uh, so Matt Ryan, I think will have a very solid game. He should bounce back from that terrible game he had at home against New Orleans. This is definitely a spot to do so. Devontae Freeman, no Tevin Coleman. We talked about this. He becomes a big-time running back play this week and could really bounce back with one of those uh, vintage Freeman performances of the past couple years. So look for that from Devontae Freeman. Make me feel good. Devontae Freeman, Mark Ingram. Yeah, got to be Freeman just because he's by himself. Devontae Freeman, Todd Gurley. (sighs) At Seattle. Yeah, I know it is, but I have I have the feeling that Gurley's going to do what he did against the Eagles. So I'm saying Todd Gurley, Devontae Freeman, Kareem Hunt. Another tough one. Um, Devontae Freeman. Is that a boy? That's what I'm talking about. Wide receivers wise, Julio Jones should be good. Julio. I don't know if he's going to be great, Julio, because he's only been great, Julio, once or twice this year. So I'll look for a good good effort from Julio Jones. Maybe six catches. Maybe breaks 100 yards. Mohamed Sanu, we've talked about him a couple times now. I like Mohamed Sanu this week. High wide receiver two. Can flirt with a very nice game for you in that wide receiver two position. Uh, elsewhere, wide receivers, not much going on there for, for the Atlanta. No Justin Hardy, please. And none, none of that other action there. Austin Hooper. You know, Austin Hooper, I think he cracked the top 12 this week. I actually think he cracked the top 10. So if you are thin at tight end or you're looking for a waiver wire option or you're not sold on these other guys, give Austin Hooper a look. I think the matchup's right. I think he could pick up a touchdown on 40, 45 yards, which I think you would take at that tight end position. So I think Austin Hooper merits a look. And then outside of that, I'd lay off both defenses as well in this game. All right. AFC home games. Third quarter. Third quarter here, and again, Scott is super hot. He's basically sticking it to me. Uh, CJ has 124 yards in counting. I don't think Deion Lewis is getting 124 total yards. So well done, partner. Well done. You're already locked in. It's Thursday. How does that feel? You're already locked in. It's Thursday. It feels pretty good, but you know, if if the char- if the Broncos get inside the you know the ten, and I see Devontae Booker out there running there for a touchdown, I'll be a little angry because if I could somehow sneak out 18 or 19 out of CJ Anderson on the Thursday night. 
Just pop, start popping champagne bottles, maybe. You never know. But let's go to the AFC slate home games. Let's hope. Uh, well, actually, has fourth down, so Brandon McManus is lined up for a field goal. So that might have been the last time CJ ran the ball. But hey, so Jack Doyle, it. wake up, big guy. Well, you're going to have to. Down nine, you have to do something. Saturday night football, we got some. We talked about Bears-Lions on Saturday afternoon. We get Saturday night, and this is an under-the-radar game because everybody's looking at New England and Pittsburgh, which we'll get to in a little bit. But this game means a lot for the AFC West, and this game's also got a lot of fantasy firepower. So, my friend, you can kick off the start quarter and break down this fantasy bonanza Saturday night? Yeah, I like it. I think it's going to be an interesting game. I'm not sure if it's going to be super high scoring. I, I think it's it, this is a huge game. This is an AFC West title game, basically. Start with the Chargers. Rivers always shows a big in these big games. I got him as my QB5. I think he's going to be good. He could be three touchdowns, two interceptions, something like that. But I think he's going to perform admirably. The question is Melvin Gordon. He's going against a Chief defense. Not great against the run. Melvin Gordon is going to be versatile. I have him, Scott, as my RB8. I actually have him right behind Kareem Hunt because I think Kareem Hunt kind of got back on track last week. Uh, so I think that Hunt is one higher than Gordon. I got Hunt 7 and Gordon 8. Going over to the receivers, you still stay with Keenan Allen. I know it's going to be uh, Peters because Peters is back after throwing a flag in the crowd, the whole thing. But I still like Keenan Allen because he's been Teflon. He's been basically one of the best wide receivers in all of football, if not behind Antonio Brown, the best so far in the last few weeks. Hunter Henry against tight ends. Chiefs have been better. They've been trying to scheme it because they don't have Eric Berry, of course. But I still think Hunter Henry is a tight end one play. Tyrell Williams, be careful if you needed a flyer. He's been hot. You don't want to chase the points, but he could be a wide receiver three. Going over to the Chiefs, I'm not a big Alex Smith guy. I believe in the Charger defense, especially up front. So I have him as pretty much as my QB 15. I think he's middle of the road. There's probably better options there. I would start Deshaun Kaiser Scott at home over Alex Smith. That's probably questionable. But You, you know, would, my, wouldn't you? You know my feelings on Kaiser. So it's questionable. Kareem Hunt, you're starting. No problem with, with that. Travis Kelsey, you're going to start against against the, the uh, Chargers. I think he's pretty solid as well. Tyreek Hill, I would temper expectations. Uh, channeling my inner wide receiver rankings from last week, I have Tyreek Hill as my wide receiver 20 right now. So that's my rundown. Chargers Chiefs should be a great game. Yeah, it should be a very good game Saturday night. A lot at stake there. Uh, why don't you take this one? Tell me how great the Bills are going to do against Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we go from one end of the spectrum possibly to the other end. Um, this one, you know, might not be, look. Jay Cutler looked great against uh, the New England Patriots. We get that once or twice a year from Jay Cutler. Now we go on the road. Might be about you know 18 degrees. I don't know if there's snow in the forecast, but it can be pretty cold in Buffalo. So things might be a little different. Uh, running backs in this game, like them both. Kenyon Drake, solid for me as an RB1. I know you're a little sketchy on that, but not me. I think he'll be fine as an RB1. And LaShawn McCoy is LaShawn McCoy. So from a run, running back standpoint, both of them are full go. Quarterback-wise, I won't play Cutler. You could consider playing Tyrod Taylor if you had to. Um, he's at home. Gives you the mobility. But I would temper expectations on him as well. I don't think he's going to crack the top 12. But if you don't have another option, you got some injuries, and you know he's the best option on the waiver wire, you can send him out there to, to at least tread water and keep you in, in shouting distance in your matchup. Char- Charles well, Clay, Ben Watson. Uh, ben Watson. Charles Clay, Danny Woodhead. <laughs> I wouldn't go flex here. Here we go, my uh, dynasty team. <laughs> uh, Charles Clay, All only because right. Tyrod's playing. All right, okay. Um, anyway, uh, so running backs we got. Wide receivers, Jarvis Landry's the guy in Miami. It's pretty evident. Devontae Parker doesn't exist. Kenny Stills, every once in a while, breaks off a big game. He's been quiet. For, Feast was, or famine stills. He was quiet last week. You know what? I think he might be closer to, closer to Feast, but I still like Landry as the best wide receiver there. 
Julius Thomas, uh, your your good friend that uh, got you into the dynasty, uh, you know, playoffs. Oh, that stupid uh, little rollout screen pass by Cutler and a heart attack with a minute left in that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we saw that one coming. Uh, luckily, that didn't uh, happen for you there, so that was good there. Julius Thomas, I'm going to pass. I don't really see him doing too much here on the road in this cold game, so pass on Thomas. Landry's a go. I put Stills ahead of Parker. I think Parker's really just regressed so much now, and he's definitely in that bust uh, bust episode that we have, you know, in the off season. So he'll be a big mention there. Go to the Bills. McCoy said to go. Tyrod, yes. Wide receivers, I don't know. Tough, tough one. Zay Jones. Everybody was all big on Zay Jones. He's done nothing. Really, not much else there for Buffalo. So I guess it would be Charles Clay, and then the field uh, for Buffalo. So Charles Clay can really be your only. Go-to guy. The Bills might be a sneaky defensive play at home as well. Um, so that pretty much breaks down that game, which I don't think will be much of a fantasy bonanza. Let me go off of Deshaun Kaiser. Give it to me, partner. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's why we set it up this way, right, my friend? So you can get your your homeboy. Baltimore at Cleveland. Um, I don't think Cleveland's winning the game. I think we both gave them a shot. They've lost both games. We thought they'd win. Baltimore, do they continue the explosive offense, or do they come back to earth against a team they should really roll over? Nah, I like the Browns in this spot. I'm tipping my hand. You get to pick first, but there's no way you're not picking Pittsburgh, so I don't care. I like the I like the Browns in this spot. I think they're going to be tough. It's hard to go 0-16. Listen, I expect the Ravens to pull out a very close win, but I think Kaiser will do well. That secondary is terrible. He's not even in the same stratosphere as Ben Roethlisberger, but does he have to be? I mean, can he throw for 270 yards instead of 500? I mean, that's all I'm asking for here, half. Can he throw for half of what Roethlisberger did? It's possible. So for the Browns, I think that Deshaun Kaiser, again, will be a quarterback one. I think he's a low-end quarterback one. He's right in that area there. As far as running backs, you can't go with Crowell because the Ravens will stuff it. So if you like a running back, you can go Duke Johnson. Josh Gordon's a start. Corey Coleman's a start. I think they're both safe wide receiver twos. Flip it over to the other side. I don't understand why Danny Woodhead, Scott, was used so frequently on the first two drives and then never again. So I guess you got to go Alex Collins. The Browns' rush defense has not been great lately. They used to be good. They're breaking down. So I think Alex Collins is a safe play. I guess Ben Watson, but I'm not. I'm being biased here, so I'm just not even going to – we'll go with your recommendation on Ben Watson. I will Accuse myself from Ben Watson ranking. Uh, Mike Wallace, if he's back, you certainly could go wide receiver three. I'd feel the same way about Macklin. Flacco is so QB2. He's been QB2 the entire year. But yeah, I like Deshaun Kaiser and I like the Browns offense here, Scott. I think they could be decent. I really do. Yeah, I mean, sneaky game in the Ravens defense, like I said earlier, is that popular pick. But, you know, Kaiser has imp- improved a little bit. So you never know. But I, I don't think they'll win in the game. That's for sure. Next one Texans, Jaguars. Yeah, um, TJ Yates, no, Lamar Miller, uh, really only if you have to, mid to low RB2. Look, Hopkins, like I said, I'm a little bit concerned about the matchup, but I, it's just impossible for, I think, to sit DeAndre Hopkins after how good he's been with every quarterback he's gone through, with every situation he's gone through. So DeAndre Hopkins, he'll send him out there. He may fall to a high wide receiver too, possibly, but listen, he's still better than what you're going to have elsewhere. So Hopkins, send them out there. Steven Anderson, no thank you. Uh, and that's really it, Tennessee-wise. Um, maybe Will Fuller could be sneaky. I don't know if he doesn't get the coverage, but I, I doubt it. Jacksonville, Blake Bortles has managed the game. He has not made any mistakes. I'm not starting him in uh, the fantasy playoffs, though, so pass on Blake Bortles. Leonard Fournette's healthy. He's fine. It's good to, If he's healthy, he's fine and good to go. Wide receivers, uh, I am in agreement with you. You liked this guy for a couple of weeks. D.D. Westbrook, I think, has taken over yeah, the number one spot here. Definitely, yep. um, and, and he also offers tons 
of DFS value this week because his, his price is very low for what he can give you. So D.D. Westbrook, I think, finishes ahead of Marquis Lee. And, you know, I, I think Alan Hearns is actually questionable, so maybe he gets back out there. But um, D.D. Westbrook for sure is a play. Mercedes Lewis, I'll pass. The Jacksonville defense, the Saxonville, they'll be all over the place. And, yeah, that's really it from this uh, game. I don't really, you know. T.J. Yates was fine at home, but this is a very tough spot for T.J. Yates. Jack Doyle, that noise you hear is Jack Doyle getting garbage time catches right now. He's up to 6 or 42. Scott, let's hold off in the game of the year. We'll do that one at the end. Last one here. I'll take a quick dive at here. Dallas at Oakland. Dak Prescott, I think, should be pretty decent, but he's on the road. I think the best play here, you talked about this before, is Michael Crabtree. I think probably he's going to be very, very solid. 7 for 47 for Jack Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I think Marshawn Lynch is a pretty solid play. He should be an RB1. I don't like Des Bryant in the spot, a wide receiver two the entire year. That's what I'll stay with. Uh, Alfred Morris, certainly a safe running back, should be a low-end RB1, a high-end RB2, low-end RB1 at worst. Outside of that, Jason Witten, you're not playing. Crabtree, like you said, should be solid. I guess my two questions for you are Dak Prescott and Jared Cook. What do you think? Yeah, Dak Prescott, uh, you know, very good game on the road against the Giants. I think Dak Prescott sh- should have cracked your top 12 for sure. Um, maybe nine is where you put him. Uh, Let me see. That's a good question. Where did I put Prescott? I got him seven. I put him okay. pretty high. You know, I'm going to put him behind Stafford. I have him eight. I'll keep him, I'll put, I'll keep him ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo. How about that? Okay. Yeah, that works. And uh, Jared Cook, you know, no Crabtree opens the door for Jared Cook. and I mean, no Cooper, I'm sorry. Crabtree's there. No Cooper opens the door for Jared Cook to have a decent game against the Dallas defense. You know, Sean Lee, his status, is he playing Sean Lee? I know he got banged up in the Giant game. Um, if he's out, questionable, whatever that means. Questionable. So we'll see how that goes. But listen, if he plays, obviously, he can, he can wreck a game in the middle of the field defensively and also, you know, gets a quarterback. But I think Jared Cook would be a safe tight end play this week with no Amari Cooper. So, you know, outside of that, that's what you got. i hoping to see a big game out of Derek Carr because we've been waiting for one of those for a while. I'm debating in the same big blue league. I'm debating Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford. And I'll be debating that um, up until uh, Sunday. Oh, here it is, folks. This really is the game of the century. As much as I make fun of Scott, it's definitely the game of the year, game of the century. You can even argue that too. If the Patriots are are going to stumble and they're going to and listen, they're going to have some tough matchups. Pittsburgh really needs this game at home. I will let my esteemed partner start with this one. The Steelers at home. You win this one, Scott. You pretty much have the one seed. Not definitely, but you pretty much do. And by the way, did you notice this? If Jacksonville wins and you beat the Patriots, you know the Patriots are third. Oh, I said that last episode. Yeah. I did. It, that then that's you know that's why there's a lot of mo- lot more motivation for New England. So this game, I mean, listen, New England has beaten Pittsburgh the last four times they've played them. Uh, the playoffs, they beat them in Pittsburgh last year, uh, but it was Landry Jones in that game. But Roethlisberger did not play, and then also in the playoff game, they did lose Le'Veon Bell in that first series. So, uh, that, yeah, that, in that first quarter. So, listen, not making excuses, but the Patriots have definitely handled the Steelers for a while. That's a big game, both sides. Um, you know, it's being built up as the game of the year for sure, and it should be. It's going to be a lot of offensive firepower. I mean, I'll talk from the Steelers' side. You can talk from the Patriots' side. I think Roethlisberger will have a very good game. I don't think he's strong for 506 like he did last week, but I think he's definitely going to crack 300 yards because there's going to be a lot of passing in this game, multiple touchdowns because I think both quarterbacks will play well. You know, Bell, Brown, you know what to do with them. I think really the question mark now becomes on the Steelers' side from a fantasy perspective, is it, is it Bryant? Is it Smith-Schuster? 
And what we saw to Jesse James last week was that really just a a product of what Baltimore gave yeah, what them. Have, like, 10 like catches? I said, yeah, 10, 10 catches. catches for 97 yards. Now, you know, listen, when you when your quarterback throws for 506, everybody's going to get some action. But that's that's what he did. So, you know, was it game, was it just what Baltimore gave them or you know, can Jesse James be a sneaky play? Um so those are the questions. I mean, I ask you Bryant or Smith Schuster. What what do you think if they're both out there and both healthy? Bryant all right, so you got a Brian feeling. You think Smith Schuster kind of regresses a little bit, and they really target look for that big play with Brian. I just, I, it's really tough, man. I I think Belichick is such a great coach. I guess they were looking ahead against the Dolphins. I cannot see Le'Veon Bell having 150 total yards and Antonio Brown having 120 yards and touchdown. I just think they're Belichick's too good of a defensive coach. So I, I, he is, he is, but I mean, it's also about the personnel. I know you know it, they got to get the job done, and if you look at the schedule, New England's played. You know, they really haven't played anybody, um, you know, with the firepower that they're going to face this week. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I think we're ta- I think we're going nuts because of the last two games here. I mean, this is the same firepower that was in Indianapolis struggling for their life. I mean, so I'm not going to ignore the first 12 weeks and then just say the last two weeks they were rolling, so now all of a sudden they're the greatest team, the greatest show on turf. I think they're going to take something away. I, I think they're going to take Bell away because I think they still, even though uh, Butler has not had a great year, my guess is that what he usually does, Scott, is he double teams the main receiver or sometimes what he'll do is he'll double team the second receiver and play like one guy one-on-one. I just don't think you can do that with Antonio Brown. It's a fascinating game. It really is. I would lean towards Bell being the play because of his versatility because Antonio Brown catches a pass. It's a touchdown. Le'Veon Bell catches a pass. It's a three-yard catch, five-yard catch, seven-yard catch. He ain't going for 22 down the sideline against the Patriots. I think this is such a tough game. It's going to be wonderful. I just can't wait to watch it, and I'm rooting for the Steelers. I don't want to see the same narrative going to New England. I want to see the Steelers win this game. And you're right, and like and like you said, and I'm, it's a little nice to hear you're looking for them to win this game, rooting for them. And not only does it, if the Steelers win, not become the same narrative, like you just said, it could become a real different narrative. Uh, New England could have to play in that divisional round, which will change a lot of things. And you think, do you think the Patriots want to see Tom Coughlin again on the road? I mean, no, well, listen, I mean, Tom, <laughs> give me a break. Oh my god! And you know, and if that were to happen, if you know, both teams went out, it would. Almost set up another Steeler uh, Patriot uh, AFC title game because the Steelers would avoid them in the next round because they'd beat the three. So I don't know if the Patriots get by Jacksonville, but you know what? If they, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You be true, but Jackson, yeah, very true. But if the Patriots did fall into that three spot, they wind up getting the uh, the Bills. Or I tell you one thing: Would the Patriots want to see the Ravens in that first round if they were the three team? Yeah, I think they'll beat the Ravens at home. I, the team I told you last week, I don't think they want to play as the Chargers. Yeah, very true. C.J. Anderson just rolled over for 15 yards. Oh, 145 no, C- yards. 16, Scott, 16. you are oh, unbelievable. Woo! Can I get a garbage time touchdown one time? Well, I think you're being greedy. I mean, you got 114 no, listen, points I'm in a standard greedy, league, bro. Come on. You, you know you know you're all about projections, right? I was projected to lose by about oh, 14, pro- 15 points. Make it up, C.J. Who cares about But, yeah, no, this game should be fun to watch. I'm glad it's not 8 o'clock, 425. I'll be on the couch. There'll be a six-pack in front of me. Looking forward to this one. I just hope it's not the same narrative. I hope the Steelers learn from that AFC title game, and I hope they really know they, they got to man up a little bit. You can't constantly run that zone because the Patriots will pick it apart. So really hope they learn, but we'll find out. Either way, very good game and should have tons of fantasy implications as well. So Let's finish it off and get to the picks. I can't wait to hear what you're going to pick. Fourth quarter. 
All right, Mike, fourth quarter, week 15 picks. And you know what? I don't normally do it, but I'm going to do it. There it is. Just because. Just because. I'll take the three at home. Let's go Steelers. Break the trend. Pittsburgh plus three. Picks are exciting, Scott. I am 29 and 27. You are 26 and 30. I think we both went two and two last week. That is very exciting news. You're going to go with that game. That's what you should certainly do. I am going to come back with a game. Again, I've ridden them, Scott, and I've been right every time. So I'm going to stay with them. Bills at home, three and a half over Miami. It's the cold. It's Buffalo. It's Jay Cutler on the road. Thank you very much. Tyrod, Bills, minus three and a half. Solid pick there. I like that one. <laughs> normally, normally I go in chronological order, so I'll get back to it now. I'm taking the Chargers minus one in Kansas City. Ooh. I know they're on the road. I know they're giving one. I told you the Chargers are going to win this division four weeks ago. You did. Uh, you did yeah. Stick it with it here. I will not back off now. Chargers go into KC, and they take a stranglehold of the AFC West. Chargers minus one. Very, very nice. Next game, Scott, I don't like Arizona at Washington. I don't like them on the road. I think Washington at home is going to play very well. I think they're still in playoff mix and some combinations thereof. I'm not crazy about my Blaine Gabbard starting <laughs> sky on the road. So I only got to get four and a half. Washington minus four and a half. Third pick for me, stick with the teams that I believe in, and I believe in the Rams, and I will take the two and a half in Seattle. I think they'll go in, and I think they will take a stranglehold of their division as well. Rams on the road, plus two and a half. Last two are automatic. You know Deshaun Kaiser, seven at home against the Ravens. That's secondary, Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, air raid, Browns, plus seven. And for my last pick, I will go to the opposite end of the spectrum, a team I have not backed all year long. Ease up, cheeseheads. Carolina. <laughs> getting getting points at home, Carolina? Is that, is that what I'm seeing here? No, uh, giving two and a half. Giving two, yes. Carolina giving two and a half. Relax, Aaron Rodgers, lovers, and, you know, fiends and followers. The Panthers are going to win this game. Panthers minus two and a half. And my last one, I have been on fire on the head-to-heads against you, partner. My heart says Pittsburgh. My head says stop it. <laughs> what do you That's got? The reverse psychology. What do you got That's this what one you... at? What do you got this one at? Two I, have it at I, have, I have it at three. Three. It's three is fine. New England minus three. Last time, Scott, they lost two games in a row. It was 2015. They lost at Denver and came home and lost to the Eagles in the Darren Sproles game. If you remember that. I don't think it's going to happen again. You cannot tell me, partner, that we're coming on here on Monday night next week and talking about how. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense couldn't stop Brett Hundley, but they stopped Tom Brady. We're just not doing it. Uh, Patriots minus three. Uh, so be it. Glad we got a head-to-head. I haven't won any of them all year. <laughs> if I'm going to win one, this is the one. This is without question the one I want to win. And you know, I know everybody's going to lean New England, and they really should. But at some point, the trend will stop, and I think this team is good enough to do so. We'll see what happens. So that's the picks for this week as I try to get to 500. Mike tries to open up his lead against me, and we get a little DFS action here. Yeah, I'll just Um, review real quick. I'll I'll give you my lineup again. Um, Here's my lineup. This is the last week we talked about for the millionaire, I believe you said. So, Scott, here it is, the millionaire winning lineup as always. 
Drew Brees is my quarterback. Christian McCaffrey catching passes out of the backfields, only 6,000. I'm, I'm around 6,000 a lot of these guys. LaShawn McCoy at home, I think he's the guy you have to play. He's expensive. He's not a free square, but I'm going to play him. Corey Coleman, I talked about that. I got Macklin in there as well against Cleveland because he's cheap. I needed somebody. You know my thoughts on Rashard Matthews, 5,300. I went with Le'Veon Bell as my flex. That's 9,300 big ones. And my tight end then has to be cheap. It's Ricky Seals-Jones at Washington because they're terrible against tight ends. And I'll take the Redskins defense, which is cheap, 2,800. Yep, it was a solid lineup we discussed there for you on Tuesday and back here tonight. Uh, I'll give you more of a, uh, I'm not going to give you a full lineup, but just give you some hits from the article players to focus on. You'll see the full lineup up on the uh, website and on Twitter um, Saturday night at the Sunday morning. Quarterbacks to target, like Drew Brees, like I said, Drew Brees is a guy to target. I think salary is right from 6500 Yes, I am also saying Ben Roethlisberger is a target. Your other notables, Tom Brady is a look at, obviously, but he's high. Tyrod Taylor, and I think Joe Flacco sneaky at 5,100 against the Browns. Love Christian McCaffrey as a running back for 6,000. Kenyon Drake as well as 5,800. Le'Veon Bell, it's going to cost you a lot of money, 9,300, but if you could fit it in, that'd be your guy. And Jay Ajayi, I think, is sneaky at 5,000. Did have Giovanni Bernard as, there, as an option there, but with him out, that's something, you know, obviously you want to stay away from, mix him back in the fold. Antonio Brown's $9,100. It's very tough to fit him in your lineup, but if you can, he's a play. Love D.D. Westbrook at $5,100. Michael Thomas, I think, bounces back for a big game. And, yes, I'm going to say Brandon Cooks will have a nice game against the Steelers secondary. But his price is high, $7,100 for his production, but watch out for him. Tight ends, you know I'm on Benjamin Watson. A healthy Zach Ertz is a healthy play for me. Gronkowski will do well. Vernon Davis, and I draw you, boy, Ricky Seals-Jones is an option as well. Defense, Saints, and then I also like the Vikings as a solid defensive play at home against a Bengals team that I just think is going to play out the string. So, again, the full lineup will be up there on the website, randallrand.com, Saturday night, Sunday morning. We'll get it out on Twitter when we're out there answering questions for you guys as we prepare for week 15. I mean, it is uh, crunch time now. If you're here and you're listening and you got decisions to make that matter, that means you're in your final four. So, we hope that some of this advice and this talk that we've given you will help you get to championship week next week where we can talk about a ton of big matchups in the fantasy world. If you're here, it's because you've earned it. Congratulations. Fantasy playoffs. Scott, game of the year. Good luck, my friend. But just in case, I got to pick on the other side. I win either way. I'm even Steven. Attaboy. Way to hedge your bet like always. <laughs> we'll see you.